Roster cutdown day is tomorrow for the Ravens. They have to go from 90 to 53. We talk about final roster predictions coming up next here on Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker, Ravens Wire, here with you on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody for being here, making us your first listen each and every single day. We're free and available all podcasting platforms, including over in video form on YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL. For $20 off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lower price guaranteed. And we, we finally made it. The preseason is over. A lot of guys had the chance to, whether it was earn starting jobs, earn roster spots, earn playing time. The Ravens have to go from 90 to 53 on their roster by tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. And uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of chaos. But I want to get into my final roster predictions on today's show. Tomorrow's show, we'll be talking about, you know, just some cleanup stuff before roster predictions and getting into other predictions we have. But I feel like it's good to get them out now and then have people be able to talk about them for about a day or so as opposed to just having it and then 4 p.m. hits. So we're going to do the final roster prediction show here right now. We're going to talk offense on the first segment, defense and special teams in the second. Then with that, getting to practice squad candidates, which I think I'm going to expand on a little bit throughout the course of the week as the practice squad is being built. So thank you again for being here. We're a five-day week Ravens podcast. If you want to subscribe, audio form, video form, it's the same show. We bring you, you know, daily Ravens content. And with the season coming up, it, it's really cool to be able to talk regular season football. Again, we're getting to that. The Texans named C.J. Stroud their number one quarterback, so he will start against the Ravens in week one. So Texans news turned Ravens news. But let's get into the roster predictions. I think starting at quarterback, this has been one where a lot of people have gone back and forth, honestly, for multiple different reasons. I have the Ravens keeping three quarterbacks, though. The Ravens were a team that ended up being a huge part in why that quarterback rule, the third quarterback rule on the roster where they have to be on the roster, but it doesn't count for game day, actually got passed. So it wouldn't make sense for me if I'm the Ravens to have that rule, be so adamant about it and then not have three quarterbacks on the roster. So I'm going Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, Josh Johnson. I don't know there's there's been some conversation about whether Tyler Huntley's quarterback too, Josh Johnson's quarterback too. I mean, I still I, we live streamed after the Tampa game. We had this conversation then. If you missed that, you can check that out. It was our Saturday night stream. But I think Tyler Huntley's still quarterback too. Josh Johnson, obviously, he had a great preseason. But Tyler Huntley played really, really well against the Eagles, and I think he is the second-best quarterback option on the Ravens not Josh Johnson. So three quarterbacks makes the most sense to me. Moving on to running back, this is another interesting position. I think running back and tight end are the two you got to look out for on the offensive side of the ball. So the Ravens keep four running backs, three tight ends, three running backs, four tight ends, four of each, three of each. There's going to be a lot of conversation because of what they have to do at corner, which we'll get into in the second part of the show. Offensive line, maybe inside linebacker. There are a couple positions where you would like to keep one or two more guys, but maybe injuries will prevent you from doing that. I have four right now. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Keaton Mitchell. I do expect Keaton Mitchell to make the roster at this point if he's not placed on IR. There is one scenario where Keaton Mitchell could be, well, multiple, but the one that I'm thinking of 
the Ravens want a red shirt, keep Mitchell for a season. Essentially. I think you could provide value this season. Like I would rather have him on the roster, but in this, in this hypothetical, if the Ravens put him on IR, it would open up another spot to keep eight corners potentially, or five outside linebackers, five inside linebackers, nine offensive linemen, for example. And that gives you maybe even like Travis Volkolek at a tight end. If, if you're deciding between three or four there, so you could do that, but I think Keaton Mitchell, again, he brings an element to this Ravens offense that they just don't have at the running back position. I've said it so, if you're an everyday, I've said, I've said it so many times, you're probably sick of it by now, but JK Bruiser, Gus Edwards Bruiser, Justice Hill, kind of like a sneaky Bruiser. Keaton Mitchell, is just, he's a speed guy. He outruns you. And so I think it'd be really valuable to have fullback. I have one, Patrick Ricard makes this roster. We've had conversations about what Ricard's role is going to be. How is he going to fit in this new Todd Munkin offense after being so heavily used in Baltimore's former offense under Greg Roman? It's going to be an adjustment for Ricard. I don't think he's going to be used nearly as much on the field, but he is too talented of a player to me to say, or at least justify cutting him. So I don't see a situation where the rate, I mean, I guess I can, but I'd be very surprised if they did. Six wide receivers. Honestly, it's crazy because we've had so many conversations over the past couple of seasons, and it's been very tough to decide, one, who's going to make the roster wide receiver, and two, who's going to step up. It's pretty easy this year. Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Devin DuVernay, Nelson Aguilar, and Tylen Wallace. The first five were pretty secure, and you, you can flip-flop guys if you think Bateman's wide receiver one, if you think Aguilar's number four. Regardless of that, I just put – it's just the order I – typed him in, but Tylen Wallace was the only guy competing for a spot. You know, obviously James Prochet, Sean Ryan, Laquan Treadwell, all those guys were also competing, but one through five were locks. Six was the one that was debatable. We didn't really know. I had Dante Demas at first. I switched it to Tylen Wallace pretty early on in this process, probably a couple months ago. Tylen Wallace took over the job, especially during the preseason where he had two touchdowns in two games, had a, another decent showing in the third one against Tampa. So six wide receivers for me, I think six is the sweet spot. Is, is If you know, if you listen here every day, I think that five is too little and seven is too many. Six is that sweet spot for me. So I always predict six for the Ravens. At least, you know, we could, we, we could talk like five wide receivers in the Greg Roman offense because they just were not utilized. But for Todd Monk, and I think six is a good number. Three tight ends for me. And if, you know, if you've been watching the Ravens, you, you know what the controversy is at the tight end position. I have Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, Charlie Kohler. It just comes down to a roster crunch. I would love it if the Ravens were to keep Travis Vokalek on their roster. Great training camp, great preseason, probably gets claimed on waivers, but there are too many questions injury-wise at cornerback, and you just have other positions you need to figure out first to where I just don't think – because Travis Vokalek, I think, is going to be a good player. Like I think he's going to have a role somewhere at some point in his career – but he's a luxury keep. If the Ravens keep him, that's a, that's a luxury guy you're keeping on the roster because you need to have corner depth. You need to have offensive line depth. There are these decisions for most teams where they, they really want to keep a guy, but there's just not enough roster space. And for me, Vokalek is, is probably that. And then I have eight offensive linemen, which I feel like is a little low. I feel like teams like to keep nine or ten, but I'm going on the low end for now. Ronnie Stanley, Tyra Linderbaum, Kevin Zeitler, Morgan Moses, John Simpson, Patrick McCurry, Daniel Falele, and Sala. Those are my guys. I think you can make a clear case. There is a case for keeping Ben Cleveland on the roster. The Ravens don't have a lot of pure guards, at least pure backup guards. Kevin Zeitler and John Simpson are going to be your starters week one. Patrick McCurry is really the only other guy who you can probably trust in a situation as a backup. I mean, you can't trust Falele to be consistent at this point. 
You can't trust Salah to be consistent. He, he was one of the guys who I think lowered his stock the most over the preseason. If Simpson or if Zeitler go down, there's going to be a little bit of debate as to what the Ravens should do there. So Ben Cleveland, while I know the, you know, the preseason, there was the one rep against Jalen Carter, which I think to be fair to Cleveland did get a little overblown. I think that game against Philly was solid otherwise, but there, there's a lot of conversation about, well, who's going to play guard if one of those guys go down and you have to figure out injuries in the NFL. It just is what it is. Guys are going to get hurt. Hopefully the Ravens can have a relatively clean bill of health this year moving forward. I know it hasn't been easy at corner in a couple other areas, but there is a case to keeping Ben Cleveland. I just think the way that I had it, and we'll, we'll get into this in the second part of the show, I'll kind of clarify what I was thinking. I just think that eight offensive linemen is, is what they do for now. You could make an argument for Sam Musser for two as the backup center, but I think I would trust McCarry there anyway and be fine with it. But I know it is a little dicey with the ability to play him at all five positions. If he goes to center, then you really have no backup if, if Linderbaum goes down. So I think I'm pretty content with this. I know that, you know, if you want to, if guys want to say, oh, you know, three running backs for nine offensive linemen, I hear it, but I, I just think Keaton Mitchell brings something. You could even say, yeah, they shouldn't keep Josh Johnson and they should keep another offensive lineman. Maybe that's what happens. I think Josh Johnson probably gets claimed on waivers, honestly. Teams are looking for quarterbacks. We just saw the Cowboys trade for Trey Lance, and apparently the Ravens, according to Diane Ursina, were also in on Trey Lance. So that's that's a conversation we're going to have later in the week, so be sure to stay tuned for that one. But I don't know. Maybe Josh Johnson does get claimed if he's cut, but I think Baltimore will ultimately keep three quarterbacks, four running backs, one fullback, six wide receivers, three tight ends, eight offensive linemen. And again, if anything changes by the time tomorrow at 4 p.m. Houston rolls around, like if, I, if I'm making a decision before I record for tomorrow's show, I'll say that in the show if, if I kind of modify this. But for now, that's what I have going on for the Ravens offensively. But we're going to be talking defense. So coming up in the second part of the show, we'll be talking about who I have making the roster on the defensive side of the ball. Also, special teams cannot forget about those guys over there. So be sure to stay tuned, plan to talk about on Lockdown Ravens. But first, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. If you don't know, I'm a big fantasy guy. We have Lockdown Ravens fantasy leagues going. I'm going to try to set up those drafts for some point, either this week or next before the season starts and August is here. You know what that means. The official start of fantasy football drafting month, get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underlock fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades Underlock sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with underlock's best ball. Mania tournament, largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $50 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner last year. The winner actually drafted the team in July. So do not wait around. Best Ball is a super unique way to play fantasy, and Underdog does it really well. So visit underdogfantasy.com or find them on the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. It's Underdog Fantasy, promo code LOCKEDON. We're back here, our second part of Locked On Ravens Monday edition. Kevin Ostriker still with you here. Baltimore falls to Tampa Bay, 26-20 in the final preseason game. I forgot to mention that. We did a live stream on Saturday, so if you want to get a game recap you can go there we'll also talk about it a little bit in the final segment too we'll also get into practice squad candidates but i want to first round out our roster prediction here it's a big episode roster prediction episodes i do them sprinkled in throughout the off season but we're only a day away from actual roster cut down day which means again we're checking off milestones as we get closer to the regular season it's exciting i mean you think about it the next time the ravens will play football Lamar Jackson will be out there. Odell will be out there. Rashad Bateman, J.K. All, all these stars that we didn't get to see in the preseason because the Ravens took the cautious approach, and I think they should have. But obviously, we're going to be able to see those guys on the field for the first time in a very long time, which is exciting. But all right, defensive roster predictions. We went over offense. 
Defense for me will start on the defensive line, interior guys. I have five players making the roster. This one is, is the easiest on the entire roster, in my opinion. Justin Matabike, Roger Washington, Michael Pierce, Travis Jones, Brent Urban. No more, no less. That, that to me is probably what I do. Now, I could see a handshake deal for Brent Urban go into effect where they cut Brent Urban. Maybe they keep Ben Cleveland. Maybe they keep an extra corner and then they bring Brent Urban back on you know the handshake deal the next day. That could be a possibility. Maybe the Ravens only keep four, and that would allow them to keep an extra guy on the roster. And maybe that would be, because I, I don't think a team's going to go out there and, and claim Brent Urban. And I think Urban is a guy that can still contribute to Baltimore this season, especially on the interior. So maybe that's what happens. But I have five for now. I, I just played it safe there, but I just want to outline that as a scenario. I have four outside linebackers. Adafi Owe, David Ajabo, Jadavian Clowney, Tavius Robinson. Now, you might be thinking, hey, where's Tyus Bowser? What are, you, what are you talking about? Bowser's on the NFI list, and we don't know when he's going to come back. Maybe if something changes before the 4 p.m. deadline at the time of this recording, Bowser is still on the NFI list. He's not going to count on the Ravens roster until he gets activated. So this is a loophole right now for the Ravens. Obviously, you want to have Bowser back. You want to have him healthy contributing. He's a, he's a big part, in my opinion, his versatility to what the Ravens want to do on defense this year. But with Bowser not being in the equation right now from a roster number perspective, that he's on the NFI list, not going to count, it's big to me that, again, maybe that allows you to keep Keaton, Keaton Mitchell. It allows you to keep Ben Cleveland. It allows you to keep, I don't know, a, a guy like Angelo Blackson as an extra defensive lineman. I don't know. Maybe you keep a Travis Vokalek, right? That could that could be a Travis Vokalek spot. But the way I, I constructed the roster, there were cuts in a lot of places, and Bowser was a guy that I wasn't – Obviously not going to cut him, but the fact that he's on the NFI list and not going to presumably come off again if something changes before the 4 p.m. deadline, maybe it does. But I think it's a big help to the Ravens roster construction that he's not going to be on the roster, but you, you'd rather have Tyus Bowser healthy, and I hope he comes back soon. Now, this one is interesting. For inside linebacker, I have four, and it's Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, Trenton Simpson, Malik Harrison. Those are my four. You can make a really strong case for Delshawn Phillips. Delshawn Phillips had a great training camp, a great preseason. He's somebody that I think flashed in a lot of different ways over the course of the past month or so. I think I would hope that the Ravens could get him on the practice squad, which we'll talk about a little more in the final segment when we get in the practice squad candidates. But I, I just don't see a way with the way the Ravens want to play this year. They're probably going to want to play some guys up at the line. Now, Chuck Clark is gone. He's in New York now and unfortunately not going to play this year with the ACL. But I still think that you can move Kyle Hamilton up. You can move Geno Stone up, maybe Brandon Stevens. You, you can move guys up into the box. And while you still have Roquan and Patrick Queen there and you want those guys on the field playing as a duo together, I don't see where the Ravens can say, yeah, we're going to keep five or even six if you want to throw Kristen Wilson in that equation, that many inside linebackers when there is still such a need at corner. And they need to address other positions too, like what are they going to do on the offensive line and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be four inside linebackers for the Ravens. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I, I don't think that keeping four inside linebackers hurts the Ravens that much because as I talked about, the versatility of the other guys will help out a lot but it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing and how they actually value. Cause I think we're going to find out a lot about what positions the Ravens value this season and inside linebackers. One where I just think with the way the NFL is being played, the way defense is being played, especially over the last couple of seasons with all this versatility inside linebackers, a position that, yeah, you want to have a couple of really good guys there, but I don't think you need all this depth 
but with special teams with John Harbaugh, who knows there. Now, corner's the one everybody's been waiting for, right? <laughs> We've been talking about all these positions, but corner's the one people want to hear about. I have eight. I have That's a lot of corners. You, I usually have six, but I have eight. The Ravens are just in that spot. And again, for those who have listened to me over the past couple of weeks, for those who listen every day, you, you know this, and I'm going to say it again, so I pause as if you've heard it before, but the Ravens cannot put Marlon Humphrey or Pepe Williams on injured reserve until after cutdown day is over, until after that period passes. If you do that before the period ends, you're going to have to have them be on IR for the entire season. If you place them on IR before cutdown day, they're on season-ending IR. If you place them on after, obviously they're not. it's not season-ending. You can bring them back after, what is it, four weeks, I think, at this point. So for Pepe Williams, you would put him on IR if – you know, you could do that and he would only be out for the four weeks, but you can't until after cut Dundee. So you have to keep him on the roster. There's no really, there's no established timeline for Marlon Humphrey. So I don't know what that's going to look like. I maybe wouldn't put him on IR just because of that. But I have eight guys. It is Marlon Humphrey, Rocky Asin, Ronald Darby, Caillou Kelly, Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, Adarius Washington, and Kevon Seymour. I think that for Washington and Seymour, because I think the first six are pretty much locks. I think that you're, you're not going to cut Caillou Kelly if you're the Ravens. Armour Davis and Williams are second-year players. I'd be pretty shocked if they cut those guys too. Darby, Yassine, and Humphrey are obvious locks for me. But Washington and Seymour are two guys that maybe you could try to sneak him on the practice squad, or maybe there's a handshake. For Kevon Seymour, there could be a handshake deal. I wouldn't be shocked, but I think there's actually going to be a handshake deal with a different player. I think it's going to be a handshake deal with Daryl Worley where the Ravens put Pepe Williams on IR and then they bring back Daryl Worley. Kevon Seymour, I think, has a chance to get claimed off of waivers and it seems like the Ravens really like him and want to keep him around. Ardarius Washington, I'm 99% sure, would get claimed off of waivers. I've said it and I'll say it again. If the, if the season started today, I think Ardarius Washington would be the Ravens starting slot corner. I think he was that good in the preseason. I think the Ravens don't have many options at slot corner. I think Ardarius Washington will start the season week one for the Ravens at slot corner. And I think that's that's good. I think he's earned that and he played really, really well. But keeping eight guys ensures you that you at least have enough depth early on. And maybe at seven, maybe they don't keep Kevon Seymour and try to put him on the practice squad. I don't, maybe. But I think that they're going to go with, be a little safer for corner right now. And then once Humphrey's able to come back, once Pepe Williams is able to come back, then you can reevaluate that position. I have four safeties, Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton, Geno Stone, Brandon Stevens. You have safety versatility with some of your corner guys. Like if you, if you bring back Daryl Worley, he can play safety. Ardarius Washington can play safety. Pepe Williams can play safety as well. I think you're fine with just those four guys and not having anything else. I, I'd be content with that. Then three special teams guys, obviously Justin Tucker, Jordan Stout, Tyler Ott, not hard there. <laughs> I said defensive line was the easiest special teams is easily the easiest, but 53, that's who it is. And final part of the show, we'll get in to practice squad. Canada's also talk a little bit about that Tampa game. What I saw takeaways from that. So be sure to stay tuned. A lot to get to here on locked on Ravens. But first, this episode is brought to you by game time and for buying tickets. There can be a lot of times when you can get stressed out, whether you're trying to find them last minute, hunting down the best price, competing with other buyers for a popular event. Buying tickets to your favorite event should not be that stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. And the game time app is great. Obviously, upcoming events in Baltimore areas, the Ravens will play the Texans. 
in week one. CJ Stroud announced that the Texans starting quarterback. So if you want to go to that game, you can do it over on the game time app. Try to find tickets. They have flash deals and last minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They have images of seat views so you can actually see where you're sitting before you buy the tickets. And they have a lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals or get planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. It has exclusive flash deals on the tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find the tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snap the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Down the Game Time app, create an account and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Down Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So we're back. Our final segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostriker still here with you on this Monday, the day before Cut Down Day. Now, Cut Down Day is a really hard day for all NFL teams. You know, guys having their dreams ended and. You know, they work so hard. And I, I do feel for everybody who gets released and has to kind of figure stuff out. It, it's obviously the nature of the business, but it, it doesn't make it any easier. And it's really hard. It's a stressful time around NFL teams. And I know multiple current former NFL players share that same sentiment every year. So it's going to be difficult, but there are opportunities for practice squad. And I think when talking about the practice squad, Baltimore's going to be able to field a pretty solid one overall, even if they only use guys from their current roster right now. And I'm going to do this based off of my predictions. So guys that I left off of my roster, I'm going to talk about a couple of guys who I think could be really solid practice squad candidates. It could maybe make an impact, whether it is them getting called up and actually playing or just being really solid and solid depth for the team. I think Anthony Brown is one Brown had a, Pretty, I don't know, pretty rough camp, pretty rough preseason overall. I don't think we heard a lot about him. The preseason tape was not not immaculate, I would say. But I think as a fourth quarterback for this team, that, that's fine. He was my favorite for the third quarterback spot entering camp. Obviously, it did not work out that way. Josh Johnson pretty clearly outplayed him. But I'm totally fine with Anthony Brown on the practice squad. Melvin Gordon, too. Like, Melvin Gordon, the whole conversation about that fourth running back spot has been Keaton Mitchell and Melvin Gordon. Who do you keep if you keep four running backs? I think the obvious answer would be Keaton Mitchell. I think Melvin Gordon has a better shot of making the practice squad, as I've said before, than Keaton Mitchell does. I think teams didn't want to sign Melvin Gordon. He was available late, late, late into the offseason process. Baltimore gets him. I don't think anything's necessarily changed on that front. For Keaton Mitchell, I think the way he played in the preseason and the value he showed in multiple different areas, you know, whether it be offensively, special teams, a team will probably claim him. And so I think Melvin Gordon is just a better bet to make the practice squad anyway. And Keaton Mitchell deserves to make the roster anyway. So it makes sense to me that way. Ben Mason, I would love Ben Mason on the practice squad for the Ravens as a patchwork card insurance policy. Someone who I think the Ravens really like a lot. So I wouldn't be shocked to see him end up there. Wide receiver, I've talked about this. We talked about this on Saturday's live stream, actually Saturday night's live stream. James Prochet, Dante Demas, and Laquan Treadwell is, is your three practice squad receivers. Sign me up for that. I'm totally down for those three. Maybe Sean Ryan if you want to keep four, but I don't know if the Ravens will do that. But those three guys, like James Prochet, didn't do enough to make the roster. I think we can all admit that. But to, to have him as a practice squad player is almost like your seventh wide receiver, or depending on where you have him. I think that would be a really good thing for Baltimore. I think James Prochet probably goes somewhere else if he's cut, but we'll see. 
Tight end, I mean, obviously Travis Vokalek would be the guy here. I don't think it will be him, but it's nice to think about. Like, if the Ravens end up going with three tight ends and Vokalek somehow sneaks through to the practice squad. I mean, last year with the, with the season or the preseason Anthony Brown had, I didn't expect him to make the practice squad, and he snuck through somehow. Ardarius Washington, the Ravens cut him, and he somehow made the practice squad. So there are guys that you don't expect to get through waivers, and they do, and that's awesome. Maybe Vokalek is one of those players. Ben Cleveland would be a great practice squad guy if the Ravens don't keep him. Sam Mustafer is, is a center option on the practice squad would be good as well. Defensively, I could see Angelo Blackson, maybe Rayshon Nichols as defensive lineman make the practice squad. Malik Ham is someone who I'm personally very high on. There's just, It's just a numbers crunch at that position. Jadavian Clowney coming in, all but assured Ham would not make the roster. But as a practice squad player, yeah, that, that's, that, that'd be totally cool with me. Kristen Welch, Sean Phillips is inside linebacker options. Corner-wise, I think you have a lot to choose from. And again, defensive back, maybe you want to classify. Jeremy Lucian is someone who I think showed up in, in a lot of these games. Tay Hayes is someone who I was very impressed with. I didn't expect much from Tay Hayes, but really showed up and showed out over the course of the preseason. Safety-wise, again, I think it's just more defensive back, and then you're not keeping anybody on the practice squad, in my opinion, from special teams. But again, I think the Ravens can still make a very solid practice squad even if they only keep guys, if they only keep guys on their roster right now, I think it'd be good for them. But there probably will be one or two additions from outside the organization, and that's fine. You know, maybe there's going to be a guy that gets cut, and the Ravens say, oh, we did not expect that to happen, but we're going to go after this guy for our active roster, and then maybe that pushes a guy off. I, I don't know what will happen there, but we will see. Maybe there'll be a surprise trade. Obviously, the Ravens, as I talked about earlier, were interested in Trey Lance, according to Diana Rossini. So, uh, it could have been an interesting an interesting conversation we could have been having about Trey Lance in the Baltimore Ravens uniform. Obviously, he goes to Dallas. Let's run another show by talking a bit about the Tampa game. It's going to be live-streamed on Saturday and talked about it then in his instant reaction episode. So if you want instant reactions after every Ravens preseason game, be sure to tune into those. We go live, so turn notifications on on YouTube, and they'll be available after the fact in audio form. Baltimore's, you know, they, they didn't play their guys. They didn't play their guys all preseason. There were a couple guys here and there that got a couple of snaps, but the Buccaneers played their starting defense and the Ravens offense carved them up on the second drive of the game or first drive, excuse me, first drive of the game for the rate well, second drive of the overall game, first drive of the game for the Ravens. The Ravens defense gets a three and out on the Tampa offense. Then the Ravens offense, again, it was Josh Johnson. It was Tyler Wallace. It was James Prochet, Charlie Kohler. Those guys did it against Devin White in that first-string Tampa defense. Josh Johnson, four plays, four completions, 80 yards, 19 yards to Charlie Kohler, 15 yards to Tyler Wallace, 22 yards to James Perchet, 24-yard touchdown to Laquan Treadwell. Now, in this game, I think there were a couple of issues. I, offensively, I think we saw a lot, of, a lot of good things from a lot of guys. Anthony Brown had a really rough turnover, went 12-21 for 171 yards, but – I thought showed at least more flashes than he showed in the first couple of games. But Owen Wright had a really good game. Dante Demas had over 40 yards per catch, 43 yards per catch, which was absolutely incredible. Two for 86 for him. Charlie Kohler led the team in receptions. You know, he, he's been a guy that's gotten some steady work over the course of the preseason. Defensively, I defensively, it was a weird game for the Ravens. They, they missed a couple tackles. They couldn't wrap up on a couple of sacks too, but they also saw a really solid play. I mean, again, I thought Tay Hayes played well. Delshawn Phillips played well. Travis Jones doing Travis Jones things. I give credit to Caillou Kelly for, again, he struggled. The first drive or a couple of drives of the game, he struggled. He was in the area, a lot of completions. 
but ended up bouncing back again. I think guys who disappointed in this one, Geno Stone was someone who was in the area of completions. David Ajabo, I think a lot of people, a lot of people with Ajabo are disappointed in the preseason. I understand, but expectations were so sky high for Ajabo heading into the preseason where it was always going to be a learning thing. This is Ajabo's first whole year in the NFL. There there needed to be some sort of expectations that weren't just like, yeah, 10-sack pro bowler guy. I think part of that was because the Ravens with OA and Ajabo and Bowser, those are essentially three deep and you need to have Ajabo step up. But I think Jadavian Clowney takes pressure off of Ajabo there. So yes, there is learning. He is a run defender, needs a lot of work, but Jadavian Clowney does that really well. So it compliments and I think you can have Ajabo kind of pin his ears back, which is, Really nice. I think also another guy who didn't necessarily impress again was Trenton Simpson. He did not have a good preseason. Really struggled in the Commanders game, struggled in this game as well. I would not expect Trenton Simpson to play a lot this year. I didn't expect him to anyway, but I think a lot of the Ravens' rookie production is going to come from Zay Flowers and not much else. I think a lot of guys would have elemental, hey, this guy can pan out year two, year three, year four. But year one's going to be a learning experience for those guys for sure. But that's all I have for you here today on Locked on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have a live stream instantly reacting to the Ravens roster, their final 53. So be sure to, so again, subscribe to notifications on for that. It'll also be available after the fact in audio form. Then obviously before that, we'll be back with our regular Tuesday episodes. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Lockdown Ravens.